The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. you this joke first oh fucking hell it's a dog he says i bet the humans tell us chocolate will kill us so they can have more to themselves so true definitely a melissa joke i didn't come up with it but you said it and thus ruined it welcome to the fifth episode of nerds on the left that was actually our new intro so i hope you guys liked it uh the nerds today i'm rodney i'm mike Melissa! Hey, hey guys, what's going on? I'm, you know, I'm not having a great time right now, Rodney. No, you didn't what like the happened? new intro? You know, Civilization Six has been out for a week, and I don't own it, and I am in pain. Civilization Six? Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my wife is really mean, and she won't buy it for me. Yeah, that's me, the mean wife. It's it true. sounds like, you know, it's a common theme with wives. I don't own it either because of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's not here to defend herself. Right, I'm calling her right now. It's like if if they only knew that we were going to dump like a couple hundred hours into this one game and that for a $60 price tag, we're getting like, I don't know, it'll probably be less like five laundry, cents an hour. Less taking out the cat litter. Five cents less an hour. Less vacuuming. <laughs> That's what I'm getting right. for paying $60. She's got a good argument, Mike. She's got but a good you argument. you also get more of whatever you want on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get alone time. I'm not that big of a TV person and you know it. Yep, but my time. wife I am is, so. way too busy right now before the election to think about, quote, alone time. Well, la-di-da, Miss Adult. <laughs> yeah. This is, we have a lot to talk about today, so I think we should just dive into it so I don't have... Let's do it. Last time we recorded... Let's go. Stop I, talking about it. Just well, start. Hang on. Last time we recorded, we went for an hour and 40 minutes, and I had to finagle that down into an hour-long episode. It's like I had to take a Quentin Tarantino three-hour movie and turn it to like an eighty-minute-for-TV movie. It, it was it was excruciating. It was pretty hard. I had to cut out a lot of you guys talking. And that's why Mara's not here today. <laughs> this is what happens when you leave. We dump on you. Yeah, yeah. So she deserves all that. I love you. No, no, not here. You don't. <laughs> uh, so let's jump right into it because right now we are in the middle of something that this is the first time it's ever happened. A Pokemon event. Special event. Special event. I hit my face on the microphone. I'm sorry. I'll edit it out. It's fine. So for a limited time, for I think it's only four or five days. It's unbelievably short. until Halloween, yeah. So including Halloween, yes? Yeah. I I hope so. That would be shitty if they did it the day before. Kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the day before Halloween. Oh, until Join November us. 1st. Yeah. October 26th until November 1st. Sweet. Yeah. So that is not a whole lot of time. That is what? Five days? Four days? Somewhere in that Six. range? I don't know math. What? <laughs> so during the event, which will, it's till November 1st. What day is yeah. that? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> until the day this comes out, if you're hearing this now, you're you too late. It. You've missed it. 
It's flown right over your head the entire thing. You've missed the entire event. Okay, to be fair, I know people who don't even know what a buddy is. It's been that long since they played. And, and we're going to get into that because Pokemon has had this rise and historic fall from grace. Um, Pokemon came out, what, four months ago by a company ma- named Niantic, um, who were previously known for doing a game called Ingress. Which was more or less the same thing as what Pokemon is, yes? Yes, yes. It was, it, but I mean, significantly it, less Pokemon. Almost none. This event has actually catapulted them back up the the charts to be number one after falling but so hard. Number yeah, one? They are back at number one. For yeah, I want my grossing. damn Gengar. <laughs> yeah, everybody's wanting these ghost Pokemon that have okay. been so difficult to catch. Well, to be honest, it's not just the ghost Pokemon. It's just the fact that it's something new. Yeah, I mean, any kind of idea thrown into the mix that changes it up is going to bring back players, at least to a small degree. Right, and it's not like they just added ghost Pokemon. There are a lot of ghost Pokemon. So it's like, I have more things to do. I'm not just walking around my neighborhood bored out of my mind. Catching Pidgey. And Pidgey, Pidgey and Rattata. Rattata. Pidgey, Pidgey, Rattata, 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 Pidgey. Pidgey, Pidgey, Pidgey. Right. Etc. There's a the episode Pidgey, Pidgey, Pidgey. You know, there was a time, like, three of my top six Pokemon were Pidgeots, just because we caught so that's, damn many That's of- all you had. Yeah, you could power the heck out of them. Yeah, but let, let's get back to it, because this event is special in that it's the first chance that they've had to really impress people. Mm-hmm. And I really like the changes. Like, I like seeing the ghost Pokemon. I like the fact that we get double candy. Yes. I mean, like, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting new Pokemon that I, I've never had a chance to because they were so rare. Mm-hmm. And then also, now that your buddy Pokemon is uh you only have to walk a fourth of the distance yeah. it's not it, it's not five kilometers anymore per candy for your buddy pokemon it's uh 1.25 yeah i just evolved my volpix today because of that yeah nice I, nine I, I tails think, what, what i've been working on a lapras to get one candy i didn't walk five kilometers in like two months <laughs> playing the game Right. Yeah, that's another thing is like it's really having that buddy increase in speed motivates you to get your phone out more. Like I've been I was stuck in traffic twice today mm-hmm. and I know that's not how you're supposed to play it. I do but, not condone Pokemon and driving. OK, no, I turn it on and I set it in my passenger seat. So I don't like actively play. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. Houston traffic. Great yeah. for Pokemon. Playing. You know, I think you can actually ride the HOV if you put your game with Pokemon <laughs> Go in the passenger like seat. 150 There's a hun- Pokemon yeah. in here. There you go. <laughs> There's like 130 of us cruising around in this car right now, okay? I'm a level 25. I got some Pokemon. You're not a level 25. Don't lie to the people. I'm so close, though. <laughs> you, like, you are, to be fair. I'm yeah, really close. Getting that double candy, and so you could evolve more Pokemon uh-huh. yesterday. Yeah, he set off a lucky egg. He got pretty close. Well, so we played yesterday for the first time in probably a oh, month. yeah. A good month, yeah. It's And Mike talked about it before we started. It's because you hit this plateau where you're almost just grinding to get yeah. XP. XP. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I wanted to do that, I could play WoW. Or, or Fantastic uh, Final Fantasy. Or literally any RPG you can think of. Any RPG. Or we could be working out, like, fixing our actual bodies, like our real-life <laughs> RPG. Well, if you do that, you could play the Pokemon Go game and have, get something out of it. <laughs> it's a giant Full circle. circle. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, so I honestly think that they could have done anything and it would have made the game more likely to be played again. Like, I think people would have jumped back on because they haven't done 
any updates since they started it. You know, I mean, relatively small when they first started, but really in like a month or two, there's been nothing new. And you just get so sick of catching the same freaking Pokemon Mm -hmm. in your neighborhood. There's a, I mean, that's a really big inhibitor for playing. And that's almost one of the reasons that I want to pick up one of those Pokemon Plus accessories. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, these, but they're they're little uh, plastic things that go on you. And if I'm if I'm correct, I don't think you actually have to have the game open to do this. But it lights up when there's a Pokemon in your immediate vicinity, and you just click a button on it, and it throws Pokeballs. So it makes even the game that's barely a game even less of a game. Yes. Yeah, I don't know about that. But at the end of the day, I mean, can you imagine how many Pokemon you'd have? Yeah, I mean, if it counted your steps towards hatching your eggs, maybe. Pretty sure it does. Mm, Maybe. I'm pretty sure it does. Anything that'll keep it from draining my battery, because Jesus. Well, we actually bought like a... Like an, a battery pack. Like, we are... E- the external chargers? Yeah, it's got two USB slots, so you can charge two phones at the same time. Nerds. And I have my yeah. own yeah. as well. Yeah, we, we were hardcore there for a while. Yeah, like, us and another couple, we would go, like, drive around Galveston. we go drive around downtown. It was so social. And we would spend hours, I mean, like, literally hours, playing Pokemon together. And it was so much fun. And then, like, okay, well, we caught everything that's on the island. We caught everything that's in Houston. Fuck it. It's not even worth it. We'll just well, hang out and do other stuff. We haven't caught everything, but we've caught everything. We've caught the stuff that we'll see casually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we don't ever use any of those trackers or anything. So it's it's not like we're, oh, there's a Dragonite two miles away. Let's go get it real quick. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't done any, Doing any it. Doing it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> That's right. Dratini is my buddy. Yeah. Doing it the old-fashioned way. Driving real slow in neighborhoods. <laughs> right. Uh, Houston traffic. Just saying. It, it, it is took perfect. me like an hour to go two miles today but that pokemon plus though it's actually been sold out it's been so popular that little plastic toy is like 30 dollars, and they're sold out and nintendo's promising to have more by christmas that's how popular that's they worth were. it i haven't even uh, seen one yeah i haven't either yeah, and no I, one i know has one i know that think geek the think geek store in galleria held uh, had them for a while until they sold out um but, like, how do you think they could imp- Niantic can turn it around and improve the game so that people will come back and play it? Just have new stuff every now and then. It doesn't have to be, like, this big Halloween event like they're doing. Like, it really can just be, like, oh, this weekend you have a higher percent chance of catching a... Um, so how about this? How about daily events? Mm, I think that'd be too much. Like, maybe just randomly dispersed throughout the week, but not every single day. Okay, so you want shorter little events? Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe weekly events where you get X amount of Stardust if you do X, Y, and Z? Yeah, maybe. Just or maybe you have, like, an allotted time where something that you can't catch in your area is available. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's a really good point because how are you going to create a game that requires the players to travel the fucking world yeah. to catch all the Pokemon? Like, that's stupid. It's like, I'm poor. I'm not going to get to go to Australia anytime soon. Right. Get your so, gone. right? Or, barring that, being able to trade with other people. Right. They need to open up trading, which I would rather catch it than trade it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was a day where, would y'all say Genghis Khan? Kangaskhan? Kangaskhan, sorry. Yeah. Where Kangaskhans yeah, were available right. globally. You know, like, just one weekend where they're maybe not common, 
but they were at least available. So I like that idea, like um, how the those crabs like take over that one island as they migrate. What yeah. if we had like a Tauros herd that moved through an area or a state or a country? Right. You know, right. Like, how cool would that be? I mean, maybe not so apocalyptic sounding, <laughs> but the same concept. Yeah, because it's not really fair, especially because like over in the United States, we're... Uh, we've got Canada and we've got Mexico. Other than that, we've got oceans. Mm-hmm. Whereas other parts of the world, like they are a little bit more landlocked, they can travel a little bit easier. Oh yeah, Australia. Their is... border. Uh, well, okay. Sorry guys, <laughs> yeah. for our one Australian fan. Uh, we we have one. Oh oh okay. <laughs> yeah. So hey. <laughs> Sorry Neil. <laughs> yeah, so, we have so few fans that I know most of them by name still. So. So what do you guys think that? They should do with the uh, the legendary Pokemon. How do you think they should disperse those? Well, at one point, I actually heard a rumor that they were going to do, and it's been so long. I'm sure it's I'm, well. I, at least I hope this is just was an initial idea. Um, about two months after the game came out, this was going around the internet um, that you're going to find feathers of a legendary Pokemon, like a fire feather or uh, like a a blue feather for Articuno. Or um, spike frozen. for Zapdos, yeah, because he doesn't have feathers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a spike, a yellow spike. Um, but anyway, you're gonna find feathers, um, and then once you collected so many feathers, that summoned the legendary, mm. and you and everyone in your area could all throw pokeballs at it mm. and weaken it, and then one you person all... catches it. Or I hope everyone... not. I, I th- yeah. I, I, no, I th- I think it said that that everybody got it. Okay. Um, I'm still just not a huge fan of that idea. Yeah, I'm not either. I think it's it's half-baked. I could see, like, if you're over a certain level and you're holding a gem on this one day, then you could qualify to catch it. You know, like, make it difficult stipulations, but don't make it like, oh, you have to coordinate with your community and everyone has to meet up in one place at one time. You have to have a phone tree and activate it. God right? forbid the social game be social. Okay, I don't have a problem playing with other people, but, like, I don't know the other people in my neighborhood that play. Like, sometimes I'll see a guy walking around or something, but... I will say this. I saw a lady driving out of my works parking lot. She had a Team Mystic sticker on the back of her car. I saw the I saw one of the guys who was passing that out at Walter Hall. He's actually made a Facebook group for Team Mystic and was initially supposed to, you know, um, just organize all the team mystics in the area to raid gyms and then the facebook group group died and i haven't heard anything else about it. Uh, what team are we we are team mystic ma'am. okay i i know him by color not by name we're team blue team blue that's what i like yay <laughs> yay team blue um well how about this i mean we we talked about having little mini events um we talked about adding legendaries because they they promised to do that um that hasn't happened yet another thing they promised is trading we talked about that and then also battling like yeah I would love to battle like one on one. Oh yeah, frankly, I, mean, I I don't like the battle system at all. In Pokemon, no, or or this version of Pokemon. This version of Pokemon, like where you have the gym and you have six Pokemon and, against however many are in the gym. Well, for the Pokemon Go, all you're really doing is tapping and swiping. It, mm-hmm. For to me, that's boring. How is I that different m- from the Game Boy? There was a little bit of. Tactical less, less swiping, more the tapping. Less ta- no tapping. You had more, you know, their Pokemon had more abilities, and type came into play. There's a paper, rock, scissors kind of thing. Yeah. Well, type does come into play, but it, it's only Minimal. 1.25 as yeah. opposed to 1.5 in the games. Right. 
So yeah, but, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't every match Pokemon much. has what? You have a basic attack, and then you charge to get your mm-hmm. super attack. Yeah. Okay. In Pokemon Go, that's how the battle system works. That just is boring to me. I don't. I don't really even play the gems at all. Uh, I would. I would like to see it added a little bit more depth. But I, I know you can't do like the traditional Pokemon battle. That mm-hmm. would take so much data. Right. And personally. I'm a professional button masher, so I I actually kind of like this button mashing version. Just yeah. putting that out there. And you're gonna you're gonna have people in both camps. I mean, yeah. I'm sure little kids love the fact that they can flick a finger and get a new friend. You know what I mean? Well, I don't mind the catching. The catching's fine. Uh-huh. I just don't like the battle system. Yeah. Well, I, I I think they do have to to walk that line between being easy enough for kids to be playing it and feel welcomed. I played. Poke- the original Pokemon when I was eight. I was pretty young, to be fair. Yeah, but I've seen like four-year-olds walking around with iPhones and their dad with this dead look in his eyes walking around behind him. I mean, I, like little kids are playing this game. Because the dad's like, in my day, that Pokemon had four abilities and I got to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was the dead look. <laughs> Okay, can I say one more thing that really peeves me about Pokemon Go? Very quickly. The fact that it doesn't have fucking instructions. Like, everything that you're doing is based off of internet hearsay and rumors and trial and error. Especially in the beginning. That was a huge problem. Especially in the beginning. It was ridiculous. Rodney here, it took him like three out of four months to learn how to fucking throw a Pokeball. You really didn't have to tell that story. (laughs) It was vital to the story. So I didn't understand that you were supposed to be aiming for inside that shrinking circle. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that. He was constantly like, oh, wait till the circle's gone and then you throw it. And I was like, babe. No, I thought thought that it was like accuracy. So the smaller it was. That's what I thought too. See, I'm not alone. Mike and I are just as dumb. Y'all are both stupid. So... (laughs) It t- it really took no, them like just a few months ago we're to used realize to those kind of mechanics. Yes, yeah, so the smaller it is, the more points you get. Uh-huh. And I don't know how it's many bullseye. times I told you, Brian told you, Martha told you, like, no, the bigger the circle is, if you get it in the circle, you get a good. The yeah. sm- when it gets smaller, it goes to nice and excellent. And you're like, no, no, that's not it. No, no. So, so because it I thought is. I was right, I was arguing with you because I thought I was right, and then once I was proven wrong, I changed my stance. I flip-flopped, if you will. Flippity-floppity. <laughs> yes, because changing your stance based on, you know, evidence is flip-flopping. Yeah, I love, I love how I we just interject science. little things like that. Little sarcastic pokes. Yeah, we're good, though. Little pokes at the bear of society. So Rodney sucks at all games, ever. No, shut up. Nope. <laughs> no. Doesn't know how I'm to throw a Pokemon. I'm okay. Rodney doesn't know what a Pokemon is. So I was playing Pokemon when you were, like... Playing Pokemon. Also so. playing Pokemon. <laughs> Watching the show. Yeah, you know what I would love to see in Pokemon Go though is I I would it's been four months I know it's probably shorter than Niantic wants but I would love to see Generation Two Pokemon make mm. their way in. The I game. really don't give any fucks about any generation other than the first one. I think I think you're going to be sucked into it. You're, you're going to fall in love with. I think all you're the them. minority in that one. Yeah. Well, I only watched like the show with the first, the, the first, first one fifty or whatever. I played. One- I played the first two generations religiously. You know, I played blue and I played silver, and my brother played red and gold. So we, you know, hooked up our play, our Game Boys to a oh, little cable. Oh, you did the Game Link? Yeah, I've never, never seen one of those. 
Like, no one had one. We had in my one. Grade. Uh, we had one, and it didn't fucking work. We got it from like a like a resale shop or something. That's not the court's fault that you guys have. <laughs> it may cheap. have been user error. Yeah. Um, what I would like, I would like to see more community interaction from Niantic because when, uh, when all this backlash was happening, it was radio silence. You yeah, know, they, they did they not were really engage quiet. at all. And and um, and I think that a lot of that is what you know turned some of the users against them. It's like we don't have any upgrades. You took our tracker away from us, and you're not telling us what's going on. Oh, there's a font change. Thanks for that. What's what's going on? Yeah, you made my badges look pretty. Thank you. Why did you change the colors on the egg tracker? What did that do? Nothing. Well, it made it more visual, but. It did. Really? It did. I I'm actually, sorry. I, I like I, the I egg thing. That. I do like the egg thing. Yeah, me too. See, once again, Melissa's wrong because the we two agree. But it actually reminds me of another game that I want to talk about very, very briefly. No Man's Sky. We talked about it in a previous episode and how everyone was mad about it. And it was a hyped up game that sold horribly uh, a lot of people returned it even after purchasing it. And then it. radio silence from the publisher. Exactly. Radio silence after release because of all the angry feedback they were getting. But somebody apparently hacked their Twitter and just and just tweeted out, No Man's Sky was a mistake. <laughs> That's all they tweeted out. Oh, my God. That How is great. How great is that? And obviously the, the developers are all of a sudden uncorked their mouths. Right. And we're just like, oh, no, No Man's Sky, it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. Oh, you're still alive. Yeah. We wasted a couple of years on that game, but, you know. Anyway, I, I thought that was hilarious. But to close out with Pokemon, we are sitting here and we're kind of, I don't know, we're being a little hard on it. It's a fun game. Oh, yeah. We're being, but, we're being hard be on it, but... Tonight, after the podcast, I'm probably going to go out and catch some ghosts. Right, I am, yeah. too. Let's be honest. We all still play. Uh, yeah. I mean, We've spent money on the game. Well, that's why we're hard on it, because we want this game to continue. Yeah, we are I've lost 15 pounds game. walking around doing this game. Damn. Holy crap. Yeah, well, that's, that's amazing. But we're talking about it like it's a failure. At the same time, some data was recently released um, from a Venture Beat. Um, they found out that between July and September... Um, Pokemon made six hundred million dollars. Nice. Wow. Six hundred million dollars. I mean, it's not the. That breaks down to six point six six million dollars a day. <laughs> it is the devil. Pokemon is the devil. Everyone was right after all. Wait, who said that? Christians. Oh, all who always them. says it's the, de- it's the devil? No, like literally, there was somebody who was like, "Pokemon come from the devil." They mean pocket monsters. I mean, like these are this is something I've, I've actually never seen. heard this. This is the same people that wanted to ban Harry Potter, so I figured you'd be up on this. No, <sighs> sorry. So while we're talking about video games, I have a guilty pleasure. Every couple of years, I'll play Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible game. It's it's semi-entertaining. I just finished it the other day, and I noticed something. So Duke Nukem saved the planet from aliens right. in previous games. In this game, he is a billionaire, and he lives in a mansion. He sits on a golden throne. Constantly throughout the game is misogynistic towards women. He has horrible hair. 
he has one-liners that he repeats over and over and over again as you play the game. How large are his hands? His hands are a little on the teeny side, if I have to be honest. No, but like you, you got it though. Uh, I'm playing the game, and at the end of the game, the ending of the game, and I'm going to spoil it because the game is like 10 years old or some shit. It's been out forever. And let's be honest, not really worth playing. I bought it at Best Buy for three ninety nine, <laughs> two months after it came out. Nice. Two months. It was amazing. I was like, um, yeah, I'll buy that game for, for $3, you know, $4. But at the end of the game, he actually even says, I want to run for president. Like, that's what's next for Duke Nukem. <laughs> Like, it, it was absolutely crazy. Like, the amount of... Th- it was kind of like the Kennedy-Lincoln thing, where there's just so many similarities. It's like, Duke Nukem is Trump. Has he been saving us from aliens this whole time? I, he, he probably is an alien. He's scaring but, them away. Uh, yeah. So we've actually gotten a lot of news out of the MCM uh, London Comic Con. Um, especially with, you know, some of our favorites, the X-Men. Mm. Um, now I, I thought this was really interesting for, because for the longest time, a lot of nerds thought that the X-Men were going to go the way of the fantastic four because they're owned by Fox and Marvel doesn't want to do Fox's job for them basically by, by giving them this comic book line. So they slowly wrote out the fantastic four. Um, and that's what everybody thought they were going to do with the X-Men too. But now it's come out that there's going to be this X-Men resurgence like that we haven't seen since Yay! the 90s. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. D- did you see any of the actual titles that were coming out? I know Melissa didn't see. I saw X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue. So just to specify, you're talking about the comic books, not movies. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about the comics. I, and it can get confusing nowadays. I'm less excited. <laughs> for the longest time, since basically the X-Men movie started coming out, Marvel has been fa- finding ways to phase out mutants. First, it was what? Uh, no more mutants? Yeah, the Scarlet Witch uh, said there was no more mutants, and that led to House of M. Yeah, basically, it depowered most of the mutants, and is that what sterilized them, too? No, um, this is, that's actually a more current storyline. Um, back when she depowered a lot of people, that was a, kind of a long time ago now. That was shit. 10 years ago about yeah okay and scarlet um, which is the one that's in the avengers movies right she is in okay. the comics she's a lot more powerful and okay. also magneto's daughter yes hey yeah um and in the yeah. ultimates she fucked her wait, brother wait 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 wait, wait, wait. Split. Yeah. in quicksilver magneto's twins son? <gasps> they're twins <gasps> how did i not know this i don't so, know because they said it in the movie oh <laughs> <laughs> So you don't read comics, you don't pay attention to the movies. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, just set your I mic really down. Appreciate Slowly the slink out of the room. What's actually happening right now? Um, if you're reading any of the modern X books, is Black Bolt released a Terrigen cloud that is split in two and is slowly going around the planet. If you are a human with a hidden uh, mutation, human. well, it's not, it's not really mutation. It's if you're if you're a hidden if you have genes of an inhuman in you, you turn you actually go through teragenesis and come out as a inhuman or what they're calling actually new humans. Basically, um, think uh, if you've seen Agents of Shield, that what happened to Daisy? No. No, I didn't. I don't. I don't watch that show. Oh well. Yeah, I could never get into it. It took a minute. I've. 
haven't watched the last I, I season. Don't have, I don't have time for that. I got to move on to bigger yeah. and better things. Anyway, Luke go ahead. Cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Luke Cage. Um, so right now we're going through. We're finding out. But the uh, Terra Genesis Cloud, just to follow up, it makes it can turn humans into new humans, mm-hmm. but In it kills you. mutants. Right. Yeah, it's some sort of sickness for mutants. And some mutants are fine. They don't have any kind of symptoms. They don't die, but they're sterilized. And then some mutants actually get sick and die from it. Do you mean sterilized as in they don't have powers or sterilized as in they can't make babies? They cannot make babies. There will be no uh. more mutants. Right now, as many mutants as there are on the planet in Marvel Comics, that's as many as there will ever be. Oh. Unless something changes. Which is what really made comics fans think... They're trying to phase out mutants yeah. for Inhumans. Yeah, they can't have babies. Would be the new X-Men. And there are no more mutants. So, yeah, it's the Inhumans we all thought were going to take over the X-Men slots, if you will, in the Marvel portfolio of books. But we underestimated the popularity of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. You mean Hugh Jackman? Well, they, you got to think about it. Not for much longer. No, yeah, one more time. That's it. That's all he's got in him. He looks old and busted as hell. Yeah. Well, technically he's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He looks awful. Awful, guys. Just terrible. So right now, uh, Death of X is coming out. um, And it's it's actually telling how we got to where we are now. And and how how the mutants discovered that the humans are responsible for the death of mutants. So that Death of X is going to lead straight into X-Men versus Inhumans. And you already see in Death of X, I think it was issue number two, you see Jamie Madrick's uh, dead. Uh, Multiple Man was one of the people who the Terra Genesis Cloud um, killed. Yeah, he so killed. Did, he got sick and died. Did it kill like the strongest mutants or was it random it just seems random it seems okay. completely random like um some people die like the way jamie madrix did multiple man and then some people like storm no symptoms whatsoever hmm. then it hasn't i don't think it's ever hit anybody with a healing factor so we don't know what's going to happen with there yeah, not that I, I i know of um but x-men versus inhumans apparently is going to lead us into resurrection which is what we're hearing a lot about now um some previews and initial art and them talking about new books that are coming. And a lot of these books, surprisingly, are X-Men books. So uh, it's like they're bringing the X-Men back and they're kind of starting over with all new X-Men? We actually don't know a lot of details yet. They we have a, do have the um, the lineups. Yeah, we have the lineup, but we don't have creative teams. We don't have storylines. We don't have anything like that. But, I mean, we can't answer this question. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like, at least from the blue and gold lineups... It's all the classic X-Men. Well, let's go right through it. So they're doing X-Men Gold. They're doing X-Men Blue, which are, if you don't know, the two teams that they split up into in the 90s. Right. So they had a X-Men Blue team that covered a certain part of the, the world, and they had X-Men Gold that covered the rest. And then occasionally they would intermingle and have storylines. But um, we have those two. And... In all of these that I'm about to list out, all the Resurrection titles, it, the artwork is very similar on the cover. Yeah. It shows um, almost like a shattered glass, and on each of the shards, it shows some classic story art from previous stories that show off characters that are going to be in that book. 
So um, X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue, it just shows X-Men from across the, the decades, different teams and all kinds of things like that. Um, then there's Cable number one. So Cable's coming back with his own book. I'm always excited to see. And you know they're... Yeah, they're pushing Cable just because he's going to be in Deadpool. Exactly. They, can they, you explain who Cable is? Um, no one can explain who Cable <laughs> is. I, I need like a slide ruler. Was he in the Deadpool movie? No, he, he's going to be. He in the will next be one. in Deadpool too. Okay. Which what would I know him a, from? Cable. Um, that's actually a really good question. He was in the X Men cartoons in the '90s. That's about it. Nope. Yeah. I mean, too busy playing Pokemon. <laughs> While we're talking about Cable real quick, we had a split between the creative team of Ryan Reynolds and the director for Deadpool. Tim Miller, yes. Tim Miller. Um, apparently, we found out, because we initially heard there was a split over creative differences. They couldn't agree on who they wanted to cast as Cable. Like That's why the director walked away. Because so, Cable apparently is going to be that big of a part of Deadpool 2. So Deadpool 2 is going to have a different director than Deadpool 1. Yes. Are y'all yes. worried about that? Um, I think Rodney would probably be more worried than I am because they announced their new director, um, and it's one of the directors of John Wick. Yeah. I love John Wick. Rodney was lukewarm. No, I'm actually not worried about it because another thing that I heard, the director, Tim Miller, walked away as well because Ryan Reynolds wanted to do the same kind of small budget, big heart, uh, campaign that he did for the first movie. And so, Tim Miller wanted a big budget thing. Yes, he wanted he wanted the triple the budget. He wanted to 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 use all the things that the success of the first movie would offer him. Right. And Ryan Reynolds wanted to keep it small, gritty, dirty, and tight, the way the first movie was. Well, I mean, I would have to agree with Ryan. There, if you triple the budget, you might end up in danger of losing the heart of the movie. Exactly. I think some of the f- the best moments came out of. Fox taking away that the money from the budget. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Melissa, I don't know if you even heard about this. Um, in the first movie, there was actually supposed to be this huge gunfight at the end of Deadpool two, mm-hmm. but um, Fox took back some of the money from, for the movie. So they had to, to cut like $7 million How from their budget. Not illegal. Well, it's the studio's money to begin with. Yeah. You think they'd like contract that shit out though. I, I, I don't know the details. I'm not a Hollywood lawyer, but that basically means they had to cut that entire scene out. So it wrote in that he left all of his guns in the taxi cab. Nice. Like, how great was that yeah. moment? Right. It's like, that was fantastic. He's prepared. There's a montage of him, like, getting all these weapons together. And then he leaves them all in the car. Right. So someone who just passively watches movie movies, like, I'm not a huge critic. I didn't watch Deadpool and think, man, that was a low-budget piece of crap. You know, like it could have had the same budget for me and I wouldn't have known the difference because I was so into the story. I didn't notice it was low budget. I I have to say that you're just not your typical moviegoer then. I'm not the typical moviegoer. I think y'all are probably the more critical of the moviegoers. Yeah, I think she's probably right. Probably way more average. You're probably right. But I. I mean, I would like to see what they could do with a bigger budget as long as they keep it as tight as the first movie was. Only if it had Hugh Jackman cameos. Like, that's what the budget needs to go to. I, w- I would love to see it. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think at some point Hugh Jackman just has to say, like, okay, my knuckles hurt. I don't want to make <laughs> fists anymore. Yeah. I want to make Australia too and retire. 
Okay. I just want to go sing again. Uh, yeah, I want to go be in some plays and dance and like He can sing and dance in the new Deadpool movie. Another one of the books that that, that have been announced um and all these are coming out spring 2017 by the way. I should have mentioned that. Besides Cable number 1, we're also going to get a Generation X number 1. Generation X features a younger class of mutants and it's 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 just one of those 90s books that were super popular. Which a lot of these are. A lot of these have like hints of '90s nostalgia all over them. How can you have, you know, young mutants when there aren't anymore? I think we're gonna we're gonna find that out in Resurrection. Yeah, um, Jean Grey number one, which that's kind of surprising. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and I know Melissa, you don't know this, but uh, there's actually a young Jean Grey uh, in the Marvel comic book universe right now to show the jaded x-men at the time what they they used to be like the beast pulled in a younger team from an alternate universe of x-men of the original x-men to like show them how good they could be to show them how good and and hopeful they used to be oh that's so sad yeah i never want to meet like a youthful melissa yeah. Like I would I would hate me. I'm paraphrasing a lot of story when I say that. Like I I I made it sound very simple, but but yeah, he he basically brought him in to say that. So, I don't I don't know and the article didn't say whether we're going to be seeing the old Jean Grey that went through the Phoenix Saga and all that good stuff. Um wherever she's been, I, I'm not even sure where she is. I'm sure dead. she's dead. Yeah. She's always dead for some reason or another. Because she's too strong. Like, she's too strong of a character to keep around. I guess. Um, and then, uh, but we have that younger one. So I'm, I'm not sure which one it's actually going to star. Um, I really hope it's the younger one. I like her so much more than the old one. I do too. But it does show, like I said, on the front on the front of the page, on one of the shattered panes of, of comic art or whatever it is, uh, it actually shows the old school Phoenix. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't I don't I don't know maybe maybe we ha- maybe the phoenix is what brings the mutants back. I mean, it's plausible. I mean, I didn't know the phoenix was. I thought the phoenix died during um, when it got split and put into Cyclops and Emma Frost and all them. Okay, phoenix man, phoenix, phoenix. will always come back. It's, it's in the name. It's all right there in the name. That's right. Um, Iceman number one. Uh, that's another one that I'm really excited about. Uh, I don't. I mean, Iceman's not like the best character, but he's got so much potential. Well, and there's going to be another, you know, uproar when they announce that he's gay again. You know, why would they announce <laughs> he's, he's gay, gay again? again? Well, I mean, <laughs> they said he was gay, and then everything went crazy, and people got all pissed off because we well, was our favorite character. We turned oh, him gay, okay. so and then it all died down. And then I, I'm assuming, with Marvel's track record, that's going to be part of. You know, his character development in the comics. He's just going to keep getting gayer. <laughs> younger Iceman came out of the closet. Yeah, the one from the previous Right, so which made... Time. Which kind of sh- almost shamed old Iceman into coming out of the closet. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it was really awkward. Yeah. It was a really weird way to do it. I liked it. I didn't mind it at all. Um, so again, but yeah, I it's would awkward. never want to meet my younger self. <laughs> just in case that bitch comes out of the closet. Like, fuck you! I'd be, I'd just be like, yay, <laughs> what high five? Lesbians don't marry men, babe. I don't care. I don't care. Um, that just means we went to the wrong alternate timeline. 
keep going. Try again. I need all of the Melissa's. But no, I really want to see Iceman number one because he's an Omega level mutant. Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of stories where he, he gets to unleash like that. So every time I see a new Iceman story, I'm just like, please do it. Please do it. Um, I mean, he could cure global warming. I was just thinking that. Like, please, Bobby, please help us. I, I You're love the our way only you guys, hope. You guys went so boring with it. <laughs> you mean real? Yeah, I guess. Um, and the last one, uh, Weapon X, which that's it's always one of the more exciting X-Men storylines. Is anything to do with Weapon X? Because that means you get to bring in Wolverine. You get a little Hell bit yeah. of Sabretooth. Um, on the cover of the Weapon X uh, that's going to be released in 2017, you're actually you actually do see the old Wolverine, not Old Man Logan. You get to see X23. You get to see Wild Child, which is another one of those weird characters you haven't seen really in a little while. Yeah. Um, Sabretooth, which yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be actually the good Sabretooth that you've been seeing around lately. I've liked this new Sabretooth. Yeah, he's got a lot of character. Um, Deadpool. And um, surprisingly, I didn't know that he had anything to do with the Weapon X program, but Sauron, like the pterodactyl thing? No, I didn't know that either. Oh my goodness, guys. He forged this ring, and he totally fucked up Middle Earth. (laughs) I'm excited about that. We have no clue what any of these are going to be about. So while we're having a X-Men episode, I thought it would be really cool for Mike and I to go through our, you want to say, like, top five mutants to wear the X? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be appropriate. Okay, so let's, uh, and then let's what, do a little one break. non-X? Yeah. Top six, because we go a step further for you. You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon, and it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe. A car. Grenades. Like a flare gun, maybe. Piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> bat. A bat? Baseball bat. Hands down. Machete. It's obviously a Lobo. (sighs) Uh, Loppers. Slingshot. (gasps) Yeah. A ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. It's Nerds on the Left. We are back. We have our list ready. Mike, do you have yours? I do. Okay, good. So this is the top five mutants to wear the X. Are we starting at number five? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay, go for it. All right. Number five, I have Magic, Ileana Rasputin. She oh, is, very good choice. You know, I went with the uh, less, quote-unquote, popular Rasputin sibling. Yeah, I almost went with Colossus. Colossus is not on my list. I liked him when he had the Sidorak gem and was Colossus Juggernaut, but <laughs> other than that, he just seemed like standard strong man. I, I actually need to go back and read more of that because I picked up a random issue and I was like, why is he Juggernaut? Yeah. What is happening? Okay, so since you picked a lesser known character, can you kind of explain? Sure. Um, she is Colossus's little sister. For a while, she just was almost exists to be kidnapped. <laughs> Throughout the 90s, she got kidnapped a lot. <laughs> Put a fucking low jack on that kid. Uh-huh. Uh, 
she was killed, I think, first by, what, the legacy virus, I think? Oh, my God. How many times has she been killed? It's not quite Jean Grey level, but, you know. <laughs> Somewhere below there. So, eventually when she comes back, she just she decides she wants to learn magic. She becomes a sorceress in limbo because one of her powers is she teleports between between realms. So, becomes queen of limbo mm-hmm. and basically becomes this uber magic queen thing that just and now she's crazy powerful. Like, she went from having nothing to being one of the more powerful X-Men. Ain't nobody kidnapping her. Uh, not anymore. She's kidnapping now. Yeah. So, my number five is Deadpool. But I very specifically went with the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. <laughs> that it, ass. Yeah. So, in, in the movie, that he was created by Ajax and Angel. Uh, what'd you say? That cancerous ass. Yeah. Yeah, you could see his dick for a second. Melissa's just like, where? I'm just like, it's right there. Where? I was like, it looks like the burnt hot dog. Mmm, burnt hot dogs. (laughs) The reason that Ryan Reynolds is my favorite iteration of him is because he's not as annoying as the comic book version of Deadpool from the 90s. Because he used to be actually outrageously annoying. His comics used to be so busy with thought bubbles because he was always arguing with himself. And they really minimalized that for the movie. So they made it a little bit more simple, a little more palatable for everybody. But I will say my favorite moment with Deadpool is still in the comics where he fought Bullseye to a standstill. And Bullseye actually paid him to just hide and act (laughs) like he was dead. Just like, dude, just please just go away for a couple months so that the guy that hired me thinks I killed you. Did you read uh, Brian Posehn's Deadpool run? Brian Posehn? Like yeah. the, the stand-up? The stand-up comic, yes. If I did, I didn't know it was him. Well, I'll let the comments uh, section fill you in a little bit, but there was a ghost, I think Benjamin Franklin, Resurrections, and a lot of just Deadpool wackiness. Deadpool's always wacky. So who's your uh, fourth? My fourth is everyone's favorite fuzzy little elf, Nightcrawler. Oh, Yeah. So why is he why does he make your list? Well, I love the dynamic how someone who has such faith and belief is still condemned as you know, just because of his appearance as a devil. Mm-hmm. And I like that dichotomy. Also is kind of a I started really reading him during a formative years, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. So I was going to church but I still, you know, dressed in black, listened to heavy metal. So I kind of, it spoke to me, you know, someone who, you know, had belief, but because I looked different, people looked at me, you know, thought Mm -hmm. that I was. So you were like the goth kid in church almost? I wouldn't say goth because I didn't do the whole lipstick thing, but. Oh, you were a juggalo? I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) Oh, snap. You were a juggalo? Juggalo. Did you wear jinkos? No. Did you have a chain wallet? (laughs) No, but I did paint my face for Halloween and went as oh. one of the clowns. That didn't count. Yeah, you know that shit doesn't fly in 2016. Apparently they're a gang now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So my number four is actually uh, another very specific one. Morph from the 90s X-Men cartoon. <laughs> like, I-, I will never forget that storyline where they had to leave him behind. He rescued Wolverine from being hit by some Sentinel blasts. Which... Why would you do rescue the one person with the healing factor? He's the only person with the healing factor. Why would you push him out of the way? It's it's 
it's nonsensical but as a kid i didn't even think about it now it's just like what the hell were you thinking morph Uh, they had to leave him behind and he got uh driven crazy by the confusion that he felt by being left behind and then also you know when uh mr sinister comes along some brainwashing tends to happen but yeah, my my favorite quote is uh, from the entire show is when Wolverine's just shouting, Morph! But I always thought it was really cool that he could use his power to make people laugh or to make fun of people. I, I thought that was the coolest yeah. thing ever, and, and that's why I wanted to always be him whenever we played, like, X-Men as kids. And he was one of the few people who had the balls to make fun of Wolverine to his face. Oh, straight to his face. Like... And I think that's why they were so good friends like, yeah. on the show. Like, Wolverine was the only person that didn't hate him. Um, so what's your number? Uh, what are we at? Three? Three, yeah. Three, go. We're in the top three. Um, Shadowcat. Really? Kitty Pride. Okay. I think she is what Jubilee should have been. You know, the that's younger... Yeah. You know, Jubilee was supposed to be the, you know, the reader or the viewer's eyes to you know, the X-Men universe. Cause she was new. She an experienced... But she got the too much of the '90s mall babe in there for mm-hmm. her to be relatable at all to me. Yeah, you know. Uh, and who wears a yellow rain slicker all year round? <laughs> it rains in other places, babe. And with Kitty, it seems like they took that same mold but stripped out the pretentious '90s crap. And now she is in a Guardians of the Galaxy, and she's first she became a teacher at the X universe, she kind of went full circle mm-hmm. and now she's, she went know, from student to professor. Right. And now she's in the guardians of the galaxy and somehow engaged to Peter Quill. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to miss things. You miss one issue. People get married, people die. I yeah. Mean, comics are, it's a fickle, fickle master. Um, my number three is he's not, a, he's not a character you see a lot in film and he doesn't even really show up a lot in the books. Um, and when he does, he's usually a background character. Um, his name's Forge. Uh, I have always wanted to be handy. I, I'm just not. I can't do it. And, and I love the fact that Forge can build almost anything once he sets his mind to it. The only thing that constrains him is time. I could fix the Blackbird for the X-Men, or I could feed the world. You know, right now in um, ex- Uncanny X, no, Extraordinary X-Men, he actually has built a cell that's holding Apocalypse. Oh, that's good. I mean, see, there you go. He's finally, he's he's yep. doing something. But, a jail cell to hold a god, you know, that's pretty productive. But do you see what I mean, Where how he's yeah. usually in the background? Like, I think the biggest storyline that I even remember is when he got into a relationship with Storm. And Apocalypse brought that up. Oh, did he? When he was building the set, when he was being held, and I guess Forge was doing maintenance. Oh, I do remember that issue yeah. now. Yeah. And then he, Forge built something into put over apocalypse's mouth which is hilarious yeah but i think he just put maybe duct tape it was duct tape yeah, yeah. because yeah. duct tape should be worshipped what a, what a great issue that was um so what's what's your uh, number two number two and this is with a very large caveat cyclops after gene gray died and he got with emma frost because for a while he was the mary sue you know boy scout character mm-hmm. always doing everything that's right and screaming Jean every time Jean died. And if once, once she finally died, I guess almost the true death or at least the one that's happened for a while now. Yeah. And she, with Emma, like the gloves came off. I realized I finally dug this character was during, I think dark rain. And, um, Norman Osborn was trying to do 
something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but the X-Men foiled him. And just the last page was Osborne sitting in a dark room going, Scott fucking Summers. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if you're, you're not even going to believe this. Um, my number two, also Cyclops. Also, big caveat, post Jean Grey dying. Holy shit. Like, I love him as like a gray, almost anti-hero yeah. kind of character. Uh, I love his new costume. I know a lot of people hated it with the X across his face. It's like he almost took the Magneto mantle for a while. He did. He he became and him and Magneto became best buds. I, I like I love Cyclops as a villain. It's great. And then I, I'm even liking the the younger Cyclops because he's having to deal with all this stigma from the old Scott Summers, yeah. the old Cyclops, and the terrorist kind of activities that people think of him. But they're they're projecting it onto the new one, and he's trying to live this other life, where he had nothing to do with anything right. that the old uh, Cyclops did. Yeah. You know? So uh, yeah, no, that's that's crazy that we have the exact same. And um, you can you can follow the adventures of the young Scott in the uh, all new X Men right now. Cool. So yeah, we'll see where he ends up on the X Men Gold and Blue next year. Yeah. What's your number one? My one. You can't have the X-Men without the villain. My number one is Magneto. Okay, yeah. And you know what? I, I said anyone to wear the X. And like, he's, and he is an X-Men right he now. He is. Yeah, exactly. He's gone back and forth between hero, anti-hero, hero, anti-hero, villain, 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 anti-hero. Like he, he's, he's flip-flopped more than almost anyone that I know. That that was too easy of a layup for a political joke. Oh yeah. So I I didn't go there. Um, my my uh my number one is actually uh multiple man Jamie Maddox that oh, we so talked you were about earlier. Sad. Yeah, I was very sad when I saw him die, especially in such like a you didn't even get to see him die. Like the X Men just rolled up on him dying, like the prime. Um, so he had already died what seven or eight other times no they actually came upon uh they went to i believe it was muir island everything's always muir island so i'm sure that's where they were um but the terrigen mist were everywhere right and the facilities were completely empty they couldn't find anyone apparently multiple man had been running the entire facility by, by himself. himself um so all of his dupes were dead and it was just him, the prime, the original multiple man, He and he was dying. So we decided to do one more that was not an X-Men. Who did you have? Uh, I have Namor. Namor? Oh, you went DC? No. Oh, I'm sorry, Namor. Submar Submariner. Yes, I'm sorry. The I'm first crazy. mutant. Crazy. The first mutant, that's right. Um, or so he says. Yeah. So he claims. Um, oddly enough, mine, Apocalypse. The other first mutant is what he always likes to call himself. That was fun. We should do more top fives in the future. And please, guys, put your top fives in the comments. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, and guys, maybe next time we can have a top five that Melissa can participate in since she doesn't read comics. No. You literally just told me to say that. It's called a setup and a slam dunk. <laughs> So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So please put your comments uh, below, and uh, we'd love to hear what you thought of our top five. Put your top five. Um, we'd love to hear all of it. 
Hey, this is Craig Wade and Brian Allen Delaney from B Movies and Ebooks, a podcast about cult and horror films and genre fiction. You can catch new episodes on iTunes and Stitcher every Wednesday. B Movies and Ebooks. We bleed fiction. So, in less uh, fun comic news, uh, the writer of newly canceled a uh, Mockingbird series in Marvel, Chelsea Kane, was driven off of tr- Twitter recently because from harass- anti-feminist harassment. Anti-feminist harassment? Well, the cover of Mockingbird 8 has Mockingbird in a t-shirt that says, Ask me about my feminist agenda. Yeah, no, like, I read the issue. It's a great issue. Like, that whole run was, was fairly fun, especially in the beginning. Like, I can't believe that they found anything in there worthy of harassing someone enough that they dropped off Twitter. Well, it's Twitter. So their delicate man sensibilities were too fragile for it. So of the shittiest people, it's like 4chan and then Gamer Gators and then like these people, right? You might, uh, I don't know where YouTube commenters put fall in on that, but that's probably on the scale as well. What about the Bundy people? The Yal Qaeda? Yeah. Or the deplorables? <laughs> That's er about it. This is, this is an awesome other top five. Right? <laughs> but, what about the bottom five? But, yeah, the bottom five. No joke. The, um, but, so what were they actually saying? Like, Well, I'm trying to find it, but obviously her Twitter account's gone. So. Yeah, that makes it a little hard. Well, I, I just think it's outrageous that anyone can see the benefit of bullying someone online. And that's basically what these people are doing. They're yeah. bullying and harassing women in creative positions. I mean, I can understand if you didn't like the comic. You don't need to attack somebody personally for anything. Yeah, There's and, no and point. Like, you know what? There are some legitimate issues with her run. Like, tons of fun, especially at the end. It, it ended great. Um, the beginning was amazing. Um, the art and the writing were on par. They had funny visual jokes, visual gags. Um, and then they kind of trapped her on this cruise ship, which poked fun of comic cons because the cruise ship was a cruise ship for nerds. Yeah. And oh my God. I want to do that. I, I want to do I'm that. So totally bad. down for one Let's of these trips. <laughs> if we can find one. Can nerds on the left fund this? No. Not yet. Can our listeners please donate so we can go on a nerd cruise? We're going to have a GoFundMe. We're going to have GoFundMe to send us on a cosplay cruise. For you. We'll live stream it or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to do something to justify people giving us money. But we'll send pictures when we're done. There you go. We'll make a Facebook album. Right. <laughs> no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed her run for the most part. It was a little boring just because the setting was the same, but they kept it so fresh every issue with insider jokes um, between like people cosplaying as horse heads uh, just horse heads yeah. and like tuxedos. It was it was a funny run, and then at the very end of it, it ended in such an over the top way. At, at the end of issue eight, the cruise ship is overrun by ghost pirates who show up, and everyone's in a panic, and they're just like, "What do you mean we're feminist? We're feminist pirates?" You know, some other stuff happens in the issue. I'm not going to spoil it because it, it's really worth the read. Um, and I don't know if they're going to make one trade out of those eight issues or two yeah. or, or what, but um, but that's how it ends, basically. Like, she's on a, a desert island, 
and she gets rescued uh, by someone who's pertinent to the story. But this was all during the same time that the accused was going on with the trial of Hawkeye. Anyway, it, it's a great issue. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't understand the harassment part of it. I think most of it just comes from the cover of the last issue. Mm-hmm. Not the, not the feminist pirates. Ghost no, pirates. I think it's just the ask me about my feminist agenda, and it just set off the, you know, the alt right people. I'm seeing people, you know, even on our page asking about how if Marvel will ever underst- will ever get the point that we don't want their social commentary in our comics. I'm like, uh, I kind of do. I just, I don't get it. Why people who, if they disagree, say you disagree, talk about that, but you can be rational without attacking someone. I think a lot of it because they're a woman, because of the, quote-unquote feminist agenda on her shirt whatever i just well let's be clear no matter what she did or what they perceived her to do she didn't deserve this no god no like she could have done far worse than draw uh like written her character to be wearing a shirt it's just it's so rare to have a woman writer i think it's sad the internet has allowed it to get this far well and i think the real the real story is more that she shut her Twitter account down because that highlights it, but it's not like there's not, she's not alone. If you look at any female writer, look at Gail Simone's Twitter page. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit. It's basically, it seems like they're dumping on them just because they're women and they don't want the, you know, their vaginas and their works and their fandom. Yeah. That vagina took a penis job. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> I can't put myself in someone's shoes who believes that. I would like to think that they're trolls and that's just an easy target. You think this is just a wave of hate that's like self-feeding itself? I don't even I'm not even so sure if it's true hate. If it's just boredom and someone has access to the internet, you know, just like most trolls, it's not fed out of hatred, it's fed out of boredom. But why would they target it? I think someone probably got the ball rolling and everyone kind of jumped in on it and it caused a landslide. So the person who got the ball rolling, do you think that's boredom or do you think at least initially it was I mean, there may have been, you know, a certain percentage of those comments that were legitimate, um, not legitimate, like as in justified, just legitimate as that's that person's feeling. But I don't think that the majority of those comments were from people who actually believed that. I think a lot of them were born out of boredom and just trying to perpetuate a stereotype of internet trolls, not necessarily a stereotype of women. But at what point do you say enough is enough? I mean, like, at what point do you say internet, calm your ass down? Well, at what this point, isn't, this is an anti-issue. That well, is an at what untamable point does beast. the mask become the person, though? You can masquerade saying all of this stuff, but eventually either that... Either that seeps into you and you start becoming that, or it's always been in you in the, you know, to begin with, and your an- the anonymity of the internet is allowing you to spit this vitriol without actually ever getting any consequences. And I will definitely say that I'm pretty sure that there are at least some of them that are actual misogynists, but I don't believe that it's a large majority of them. I think they were just 
trying to make comments and they saw other people were doing it so they jumped on the bandwagon um, so earlier today um, we posted on our Facebook page uh, which we may as well plug that it's a uh, facebook.com slash nerds on the left you can like our page there uh, stay up to date with all of our goings on um, we post a lot of articles on there some things we talk about on the podcast some things we don't have time for um, you can follow us on Twitter at, at nerds on the left um, and then we also have a new YouTube page where we have all of one video so far um, more are always coming but what's the name of our YouTube page uh, what do you think it is nerds on the left shit I knew I fucked something up <laughs> yes it is nerds on the left on YouTube um, we will have more video content as we figure out better how to use the technology that we have so going uh, straight into the big beanie of questions um, I think what what do you want to do Mike you want to take turns pulling uh, a sure. thing out of the hat I'll draw first and ask the question if you don't mind oh okay go ahead reach into there let's see here who do we have yeah, and you can go ahead and say their name, too. So if you want to uh, submit a question or a comment, we will read it aloud from the beanie of questions. Okay. This question is, was George Clooney the worst Batman but the best Bruce Wayne? And who is that from? Uh, it's a Mr. Bill Kurtner. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, uh, Bill's actually my long uh, my long box small talk partner, so... And the creator of the song, our intro song. Yeah, and I'm going to I'm gonna play it at the end of it, too, so everybody gets to hear the whole thing. Was George Clooney the worst Batman, but the best That's Bruce Wayne? literally what we just said. And the answer is yes. That is a correct statement. So you think he was the worst Batman, but the best Bruce Wayne? I don't think he was the worst Bruce Batman. Wayne? He was probably, like, the second worst Batman. Who was the worst but Batman? But he was the best Bruce Wayne. Well, hang on, just real quick. Just following the criteria of the question, uh -huh. then you don't agree. Oh, okay. He's not the worst. Okay. No, my bad. Who's the worst Batman, then? christian bale i'm so sorry okay um, it's getting really stiff in this room right now it's really awkward so what about you mike what, what do you think george clooney the worst batman but the best bruce wayne he's definitely the worst batman for me best bruce wayne maybe but he's not exactly having to stretch his character out a little he basically <laughs> is a real life bruce wayne yeah, it, that's kind of what I think. Like, he's living, he's a living Bruce Wayne. I, it I wasn't mean, a lot of... Some of those scenes were taken from him at his home. Yeah, he was just walking around his house, and they, they filmed him, and he's even got a Batcave just for funsies. I wonder if he has a bad credit card. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he got to keep the one from the commercial. <sighs> How do you think he's... He, he's probably got his bat nipple pierce now, too. What? His it's, bat nipple? Yeah, it's 2016. Oh, there was nipples on the... Bat on the suit. bat suit. Oh, I just assumed that you meant he had <laughs> bat-shaped nipples. You know? Yeah, to strike fear into the criminals. It's hard to say that without laughing. All right, Mike. It's my turn for the for the next one. So right. I'm going to pick the next question. Ch Kate, this next one is from Case Chaffin. Why is Mike an ass douche? Also, <laughs> do you think Marvel will ever learn from its own history that pandering to political agendas doesn't sell comics? Okay. That's like the opposite of what y'all were just talking about. All right. No, you can't defend the ass douche comment. I can't. No. <sighs> Mike is an ass douche because he has dungeon mastered for an obnoxious tool for the last 10 years who is hell-bent on derailing my campaign, you bastard. <laughs> so 
what about the the other question? Do you think Marvel will ever learn from its own history that pandering to political agendas doesn't sell comics? Weren't y'all just talking about that? Like y'all want social commentary in your in your comics? The thing is, social commentary is popular. Mockingbird would still be around. It got canceled because of low sales. Mm-hmm. But without you know social commentary, I don't think we would have characters you know, like Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, who is possibly my favorite character in the marvel universe right now mm-hmm. so that is kind of a point that comics go where the money is so if we want that in our comics we have to buy the comics that do it so pandering to political agendas i feel like i don't know that marvel's really doing that i think they're trying to be more inclusive um i don't really like the way that they've used established characters to do that yeah um i don't have a problem with it for the most part but i feel like they could be introducing new creative content right and i think that's kind of their problem they don't have the guts to do it all the way they have to take something that somebody already likes because they're afraid that if they use something completely new Mm -hmm. that you know, the audience will shit on it and no one will buy it. Yeah, which is a real possibility. It is. I mean, especially with those those kind of people like... Um, what's yeah, but if name? you're going to take the Chelsea risk... Chelsea Kane. Yeah, if you're going to take the risk, though, take the risk. Don't just I would agree go with halfway that. with it. I, I would agree with that. Um, but at the same time, you got to think about it. It's like a business. Yeah. I mean, they, wanna, they want to make a statement that's progressive, but at the same time, they have to keep sales up. And that's why you see female Thor... As opposed to a new, a new Thor character who is female. Well, they, they could have just used Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah, they could have, but then they would have to care about a, a Valkyrie character, right? And she's been so misused. Yeah, I mean, she's been a, a an object basically for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, I remember there was at one point I think it was in the Ultimates where she was like a ditzy blonde with no powers. Yeah. Um. But. I mean, I think I think he's got a. I think Case has has a has a point in his because it seems like we know what, where uh, the wind is blowing in his sails. We we understand that he's not super happy with Marvel, right? But I don't I don't know. I think it's a mixed bag. Uh, I think you would never see characters um, like the new Ironheart um, if if we didn't have an, an inclusive Marvel galaxy. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, so I think I think it's a total mixed bag. I don't like the way they've done some things with it. Um, the way that they just kind of killed off Moon Boy for Moon Girl. Yeah. I mean, that was very sudden. And I was like, this character's been around, I think, since the 70s. And you just killed him off in, like, the first page of the new Moon Girl. So, I mean, uh, I think you have to respect the characters that have been created and have been around for decades. But at the same time... It's 2016, and it's time to be inclusive, and it's time that you need to be seeing transsexual X-Men, and you need to be seeing gay couples, and, and, and you don't have to do it in a way like you did X-Men's uh, Iceman. It doesn't have to be central to the, the plot Right, line. I mean, you can... I think a, a great example is DC's Midnighter. Mm-hmm. He is a badass superhero who just is gay. It's just... It, it's part of his character, but they, they don't you know beat you over the head with it. Yeah, and but you still see outrage whenever 
Midnighter has a sex scene. Yeah, because he's a bottom and piss people off. Yeah, like, why does that piss you off? Why can't someone, you know, in in one breath, punch your nose bone through, <laughs> through your entire skull? And then kiss another dude. Yeah, and then get a dick in the ass. I mean, like, what does that matter? Yeah. What, they're not mutually exclusive. I'm sure he's done both at the same time. He's gotten head and cut someone's head off, probably, or punched through someone's head. Midnight Rider's a badass. If Garth Ennis was writing this comic, you would have already seen that. Yep. Yep. So, uh, next question. This next one, Melissa draws. So, this one's for me and Mike. Trent Self. If Glenn wouldn't have been Negan's second kill in the show, comic book storyline aside, who else should or would have been chosen for the sacrificial kill to further the storyline and up the odds? Daryl. That's a, that's a really good question. Daryl. Daryl? You say Daryl? Just because I, I dislike the show and it would piss everybody off. Alternatively, Winchester show up and shut the whole thing down. <laughs> Melissa loves Supernatural. So how do you feel about Daddy Winchester being a psychotic killer? Daddy Winchester was pretty psychotic and supernatural, too. Yeah, but so he was killing the right things. Yeah. I, I love that actor. Jeffrey like, Dean Morgan, yes. Yeah, he's, he's amazing no matter what he's in. But Or in nothing. <laughs> also amazing. Well, Melissa's going to be in her bunk for a little while. <laughs> I yeah. need some alone time. What, I honestly, I don't know. What was the question? <laughs> Who, who Negan should have killed if it wasn't Glenn, basically. Okay, so I haven't answered yet. I, I completely agree with you. I think it should be Daryl just because I want to see even more YouTube reaction videos of people crying. That's, that's oh, been the greatest thing, and I don't want to spoil it in case you haven't seen it, but it's pretty infamous already. Like, even if you don't watch the show, there's a good chance you've seen the deaths in this last season seven opener for the walking dead or you've seen it years ago because you read the comic there you go yeah and, and i did too um and that spoiler does, alert that, that does spoil it a little bit mike but <laughs> <laughs> melissa you what answer the question oh i've never seen the show that's you've the, never read the, you've never seen the show what the, about the comic the the winchester comment that was my answer Okay, I'll, I'll cut you then. Um, nope. Winchester answer was best answer. I don't care about the show at all. Yeah. Um, so don't cut me. Is it me? Okay. You want to just have Melissa answer? It's no, just... I don't like her. Oh. I tried. Um, I'm really good at reading questions, guys. Hey, this one's from your brother, Bobby. Bobby Bradshaw. Can anyone make sense of how Professor X got his body back in the X-Men movies? Nope. <laughs> Never happened. Days of Future Past fixed all of that. So whatever fucked up weird timeline shit is out there, A, it's it's an X-Men movie. Just watch it to enjoy it. Like, I know we get critical here sometimes, but watch the damn comic book movie and enjoy it. You know it got retconned? Because if it hadn't, Professor X would have already mind-jumped and not been in that decrepit old body in, in the new Logan trailer. So never happened. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. It never happened, so it doesn't matter. So is that it? Is Are we out of questions? The beanie is empty, yes. All right, so um, that was fun. Uh, we should uh, we should do that uh, every couple episodes. Uh, maybe we can uh, get even more questions next time. That'll be fun. Yeah, we can just... Fun. I heard fun. that. We could make it like a every couple of week thing, just save up the questions, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm totally down. Um 
Can we talk about politics now? I mean, like, we kind of talked about some social issues in comics, but we haven't talked about the left part of Nerds on the Left. Well, we don't have to every time, but yeah, go ahead. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk- some big stuff happened this week. Like early voting started. Early voting did start. And we're, we're shattering records all over the place. So I Mon- voted. I voted. I have yet to vote. Because he's a Shame. bad American. No, 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 no. Shame. Of Shame. I, I, I actually went and I tried to vote on my lunch break and the line was wrapped all the way around my polling place. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting out of here in an Which hour. Is awesome. Right. So on Monday, it was like unbelievable. Like there were several people that I know that went to our local polling early voting location and the line was literally wrapped around the front goes out the front of the building, around the side, into the back of the building in the parking lot behind the library. And so they tried several times that day. They said the line was like that the whole day. And we're like, Okay, wow, crazy fluke. That's awesome next day even more people voted it was amazing it like monday set a record in texas for the most early voting votes casts tuesday broke the fucking record it was amazing so we might get bumped up from second to last to third to last (laughs) what what go texas third to last so it's definitely exciting the reason it's most exciting is because historically, whenever voting turnout increases, it's better news for Democrats, just because we have more apathetic voters and we take most of the moderate voters. Especially in this state. Especially mm-hmm. in this state. You're right. So, so the last time Texas turned blue was in 1976. So Carter straight up four decades ago uh, was the last time that we had voter turnout that was even close to this high. So, so, so can I ask you a question? Go Do for either it. of y'all see... Any of the so-called Trump poll watchers around? I didn't see any. I had no problem voting. I was in and out in like five seconds. But I have heard from five different people that were all at the same polling location that did have issues. Really? Yes. That's really interesting. Like, I because, had none. Because Granted, I'm the default setting. I was heavy set white guy wearing a football shirt, so nobody was messing with me. Yeah, he was just like, "That's a Trump voter right there." I heard people. So I one was person, in disguise. Uh-huh. <laughs> one person said that um, a Hispanic guy started walking up, getting in line, and a woman in line told him, "Oh no, this isn't for Democrats. Democrat voting is somewhere else, or it's on a different day, or something." Wow! Like she just straight up lied. And then another woman said that a poll worker came out of the building, or this is the same building where the lines wrapped around the side of the building she goes out of the building and walks through the line until she finds the first black person and she asks that woman if she has the proper id and the woman's like um well let me check she pulls out just her her driver's license which you can use and she's like yeah yeah that's right she asks the next black person in line and then goes back inside skips the whole line of white people finds the one black person just to make sure that they're not standing in line for no reason which building is this Freeman Library. So in Clear Dem- Lake, Democrats uh, voting at Freeman Library. Pay attention. Yeah, yeah, keep an eye out. Yeah, be informed of what your rights are and what you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Um, on the opposite side of that, did you hear that someone actually got arrested? A, uh, yeah, Trump person. Yeah, because uh, he entered the polling place wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat and a Trump T-shirt. And one of the poll uh, workers told him, sir, I need you to remove your hat. There can't be any kind of... Uh, it's called electioneering. Ele- yeah, electioneering. They're, they're, you know, it's illegal. Um, and he refused to turn his shirt inside out. So he was very calm. Cops came. They cuffed him. They took him away. 
he paid seven hundred dollars and got out of jail like i don't understand why that is so go that far yeah like I don't, like, don't get me protest. wrong. Like, I think you should be able to wear whatever T-shirt you want to wear, mm-hmm. but the law is the law, and he obviously chose to break it in yeah. a very strangely defiant way. Well, like, I know if you're going to stand your ground, wearing a T-shirt's a pretty weak ground to stand I on. I imagine at some point the cop looked him in his eye and said, "Sir, you understand? If you don't go right now to the bathroom and flip your shirt inside out or leave the premises, I have to arrest you." And the man looked the cop in the eyes and went okay <laughs> do it do it i dare you and then he did they arrested him like well, spoiler alert he went to jail he probably had some sort of crazy conservative fantasy in his mind that he will be the martyr for the cause you know everybody will rally around see they're arresting trump supporters no i i completely disagree because he, after he, he was released obviously the media wanted to talk to him why were you arrested what was your side of the story did anything fishy go on because that's what the media does is they try to generate news sometimes when there's not news and the man straight up said i don't want to be a part of your news cycle leave me alone <laughs> like he he was he, i'm paraphrasing but he basically said i don't want to talk to you i don't want i don't want my story out there to be twisted that's so bizarre i know like i don't understand the whole story <laughs> so many questions yeah so I mean, little care i mean you gotta think about it. I mean, there's a lot of people out there and, and we don't know all their situations so i mean he i don't know i, I really don't know what to say about it it's just you know, an awkward thing that happened this is gonna come out tuesday november 1st you have until friday this coming up friday november 4th to early vote which is the way to go sadly these are gonna be the shortest the lines are gonna get so um the polls this week should be open seven to seven in your county every county changes um and obviously we're talking about the united states mm-hmm. and uh sorry neil and uh so the neil and robin neil and robin oh yeah. my goodness so uh, get out vote just do it suck it up you might have to bring a book or bring a friend in line i didn't have a wait at all but i know a lot of people are still so we're about to go into saturday of early voting and there's still just lines wrapped around buildings so do your due diligence it's your civic duty just suck it up buttercup and do it yeah we're in the margin of error guys come on we can yeah. actually do this yeah. texas right now is sitting within the margin of error of turning blue for the first time since 1976 i believe it mm-hmm. was jimmy carter mm-hmm. so when you treat us like a swing state we're sure as fuck gonna vote like a swing state yeah i mean i in the next election texas i think it's may gonna not be, be a flyover state right it's gonna be a battleground yeah it's going to be awesome. That's exactly what Battleground Texas was aiming for, but their goal was 2020. So look at us, four years sooner than their Thanks, goal. Thanks, Trump. Yeah, that's all it took was, I know. is somebody like Trump. Someone scary enough to, to scare everyone into registering to vote because we've had record-breaking voter registrants and then actually getting out and voting, which is really rare for Texas. So I know that's not a lot on politics, though, but I think that's all we have time for this week. Uh, we talked a lot about some nerdy stuff this week. Well, I mean... Our next recording is going to be right before Election Day, right? It is. So that's going to be politics heavy. So we're just giving you a little bit of candy before we hit you with the medicine. (laughs) That's right. little sugar makes the medicine go down. But we do have a special guest next week, don't we? Yes. Yes, we do. Who do we have on? My friend, a professional wrestler at Booker T's Reality of Wrestling and the head of Legion, Sean Hendricks, is going to be here next week. Hell in the Cell is, is Sunday night. We'll have a lot to talk about. Oh, God. See, I, I'm going to be just as quiet as Melissa was during all the X-Men talk next week. 
Don't worry, he can talk nerdy. Oh, oh. I'm not sure if I should tell say that. He's supposed to He's yeah. supposed to be a big badass. He is a big badass. Oh, okay. He is Legion, sir. We are many. <laughs> oh, with that kind of scary outro, uh I'm gonna leave you with uh, the full version of our theme music. Um, this is called "State of the Union" by Bill Kurtner. Um, you can find more of his stuff on SoundCloud just by searching Bill Kurtner, B-I-L-L-C-U-R-T-N-E-R. All right, that's it for us here at Nerds on the Left. We'll see you next time, and as always, and no matter what you do, keep it nerdy. Keep it nerdy, guys. This again is "State of the Union."
Brought to you by BeatMovies and eBooks.com.